Ah, yes, the glories of being a housewife and mom and business owner and cat owner and, um, you know, just being Alyssa. I'm going to ask her if she watched Clarissa Explains It All and if she wishes it was Alyssa Explains It All. Larissa explains it all. I did. Did you wish it was Alyssa explains it all? I ran into a really weird conundrum with that, I guess, where I kind of wanted it to be and that I have obviously like the sense of projection. Yeah. But I was glad that I wasn't required to know. <laughs> That's good. This is your chance, though. This is Alyssa oh, explains it all okay. this week. Yeah. Okay. Um, this, how's this Mowgli week? doing? Yeah, this week <laughs> specifically. <laughs> Mowgli's doing good. Yeah. He's, he's being a pain as usual. He's, he's he's a wonderful a, black he's cat. He's being a cat. Yeah. So he's a wonderful. Cats are notorious for fun behavior. <laughs> exactly. He's great. He had a lot of purrs for me today when I met him. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. You were giving him tons of attention. And he, he deserves attention. It. He deserves it. He acts like he never gets it. <laughs> because maybe he deserves more than what he's getting. Uh, <laughs> he, well, he lives a very good life. <laughs> He lives a very, yes. a very blessed, plush life, whatever Pinterest spin you want to throw on it. That's oh, yeah. his, his pillow cushion mm-hmm. is stitched. I'm going to do this real quick. You're gonna, the podcast will hear me ripping something, but they will oh, no longer yes. hear the clanging That's... of mugs. But they will hear birds. We're outside yes. <laughs> because, uh, well, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> here's how we begin. We go. Welcome back to the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast. Matthew Pfeiffer is not with us this week, which means you get, uh, I, I, I want to say either 20% more or 20% less conversation. That's TBD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are outside at Alyssa Dion's residence, uh, the owner of Made with Love and Swearing. Yes. Now, although I've given you a little bit of an introduction um, and I know everything about you already. Alyssa, who are you? How are you? And what do you do? Well, I, uh, I guess you've already said I have a train in my back. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> this is the glory of recording on site. I love this. All of the circumstances are not necessarily controlled, but it, hey, it keeps it fun and they, interesting, right? Yep. They, uh, Newburgh's known for its rail, <laughs> rail yards. I've, I read about this before I came down. I did all of my research on this area. Newburgh is actually famous for the rail yards. I was hoping we would get a train. We, we did. It. We got a shirt. Well, so you jinxed us. <laughs> I did. Thank you for yes, that. Yes, it was the research. It's, it's the research jinxed us. Okay, who are well, you? <laughs> I am Alyssa Dion. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. What do you uh, do? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I drink coffee. Yes. Um, I am the owner of Made with Love and Swearing, like you said already. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few different brands mm-hmm. that I, I run from home, but I obviously focus a fair amount on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this project was started really when I was pregnant with my son, and I 
found a ton of things that I suddenly was not able to use mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, the stuff that gets absorbed into your body mm-hmm. and the effects that it can have on pregnancy and all that. So mm-hmm. I threw a lot of stuff away or gave a lot of stuff away. Mm-hmm. And um, it turned into, I guess, me scouring the internet and trying to make stuff at home that I could use without having to worry as much about the effects that it was going to have on my body or on the baby. Mm-hmm. And that really just snowballed into, hey, this is something that I really enjoy. Um, I started developing beard oils. Um, my husband, is, as you know, is in the military. Yes. So he does not always get to, but he, when he's in his breaks, he gets to grow his beard out. And mm-hmm. he very much enjoys that. <laughs> and so you're contributing to so the beard growing I'm, process. I am contributing wow. to it. Um, so I, I started making beard oils to help soften the hair because since he has to shave. Oh, so that, that's for you. That started out for me. That's for you, not <laughs> was, for him. It was yeah. kind of a selfish thing. <laughs> you're I like, honey, I made you beard oil. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, thank you so much. And you're like, no, I mean, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I started thinking about it when he was <laughs> not bearded. And then I it just kind of turned into a, like, hey, I, I could get some benefit out of this as well. I love um, it. So he's he's been using them when he's been able to, and it turned into me offering them, you know, and opening my shop online. Great. And it, it's been received really well. It's yeah. picking up slowly. So hoping for for more. That was a great answer for what do you do. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> lift the curtain a little bit and let you know. I normally, when someone's describing what they do. Uh, am thinking of other things that I can add on to further highlight them as a person. But you did such a good job (laughs) with a complex answer that I ditched the thought I was forming halfway through. I was like, she's saying more than I even need to. Uh, Yeah. And, and here we are. We, so you have, um, the reason that this came about is you messaged me and you're like, Hey, can I put your coffee in a face scrub? Mm-hmm. And I, a man who has now used face scrubs twice in my life, <laughs> at that point only once. Once for me. <laughs> once from you Woo! now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only once before, though, was like, you know, I used a face scrub once. I enjoyed it. I think coffee would be great for right. a face scrub. <laughs> a scrub. I've had coffee in things before. Um, I think... What's really key about that is you obviously reach out because you were looking for something that's healthy for someone to use. Mm-hmm. Um, as we just said before we even started recording this, you are putting things into your healthcare products that can also be ingested, which is important because whether or not you're ingesting it through your mouth, your body is absorbing it. Right. I, I believe there was a statistic out there that um, 60% of what you put onto your body gets absorbed into your skin and oh into God. your body. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing yeah. sometimes, depending on that application. So yeah. um, keeping in mind the, the sourcing of things is extremely important because there are a ton of things out there on the market. I know we've had a discussion about like essential oils and the differencing with that. Yeah. Um, so the sourcing is really imperative because you don't necessarily get something that doesn't have additives in it just because um, for reporting for the legal standard for a lot of companies, especially in cosmetics or beauty products, a lot of people will, or I guess a lot of brands will loop in 
synthetics and stuff under the name of like fragrances or perfumes because they don't oh. have to fully report. And, it, and that's like a, it's a smaller portion of the overall product, right. but it's still in there right? and it's still being absorbed. Right. So something like a, an example I can give you, um, there is a descriptor that's used a lot of times for fragrance or perfume. And for some products that might be a containing a particular oil, which um, I forget if it's chrysanthemum or, or what exactly it is, hmm. but that oil I'll have to go back and cycle back to you on the name of that. The oil itself is usually, um, when it when it can be, it's not a synthetic, but usually in the cosmetic use, it's a synthetic, mm -hmm. and it's an extreme skin irritant. Whoa. But even though it's an extreme irritant, it's a known allergen, unless it's over a certain percentage, which I believe is 0.1% in content, hmm. they don't have to report it. So even though... Somebody so even though who, it's an allergen. Right. If somebody has like eczema or psoriasis, that even in a very small percentage could severely impact a person. But mm. these cosmetic brands don't have to report that. They just loop it under fragrance. Mm. So even when you see certain things, like it's a, it's usually a blend. Mm -hmm. And when it's a blend, they don't fully report. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. So... So that's like a sneaky. yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little it's sneaky loophole sneaky. for yes. someone to get something in there. Yep. Are they still? Here's the big like kicker question on that. <laughs> Are a lot of these still considered quote unquote all natural products? Um, a lot of that falls into the window of um, to a degree. I think the term used more more recently has been greenwashing. Greenwashing. Um, yeah. It's, what does that mean? Um, I. We'll have to give you the exact definition off of Wikipedia, I guess. You can, but, you, um, you can, you green, can greenwashing is basically the the presentation of the natural elements and highlighting the natural elements while ignoring the fact that you're still adding synthetics or. Oh, so it doesn't say all it. natural over it, but right. it will say with. Right. Oh my god. And it might highlight, like a product might highlight that it uses uh, jojoba oil or that it has vitamin E. Yeah. But even. Um, like it, it, even if in a small percentage that that's what it is, yeah. they'll still highlight that that is the primary. The impression is that it's the primary ingredient or that it's a primary element of the product when really it might be a very small percentage and it might be mineral oil that's a heavy base for it instead. Because jojoba oil is very expensive to use. Yeah. So, so they use a little bit. They will use a little bit and then highlight it. I, oh, so we, because which they is, know that's the selling And point. that comes down to the marketing, yep. which is something that you also have a background in that we haven't even tapped into yeah. yet. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. But, um, oh my goodness, it's I, weird. Work, I'm throwing out my shampoo when I get home <laughs> that has kukoi oil in it. Well, um, <sighs> check the rest well, of the label. I know, I'm, not, I'm being hyperbolic. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> I, I'm going to check it, but I will say it's a, it's a major brand shampoo okay yeah so maybe might be throwing that out today yeah check the label not that like <laughs> not, <laughs> i make this joke all the time now that i'm gonna need it long i mean oh. my hair is going away <laughs> we're getting there some people like some of my friends are sick of me saying it already but like i'm going through that phase man like that, it's on my mind every day i'm getting rid of the hair it's going bye-bye i mean you have i guess your perceived issue with it mm-hmm I but do. I mean, you have the benefit as a guy that if you really get through it, I mean, you already know you can just shave your head off. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, which is that's my preferred element at right. this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I haven't told you. This is more of a personal comment. <laughs> my my new like life goal, like 
on top, like where I want to be. You know, mm -hmm. people are like, where do you see yourself when you're older, right? My answer has become like, I'm a healthy dude, obviously. I'm still mm -hmm. doing all the things that I do. You know, I'm probably like, what, 55 and still doing pull-ups and running <laughs> and like all the stuff that I do that annoys people that I do at 34 already. Right. But I just want like a collection of tracksuits, a comfortable lifestyle, and I want to play bocce ball on the weekends. I remember you telling me that like yeah. two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm, the I'm updated. I'm happy yeah, yeah. that that's still. That's where we are. Like you love that goal so much. That's still the, the main focus. That's it. I appreciate you know, Cicero that. said uh, a library and a garden, right? <laughs> that's He said all you need in life is a library and a garden. I'm just adding tracksuits and bocce ball to it. That's it. So, uh, so the library and a garden, but with style. Yeah, right? you can put a bocce ball next the, to a garden. The flare points. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so, <laughs> so as I said, I just used your face scrub that mm -hmm. has coffee in it. Um, what prompted you to make face scrub with coffee in it? Because I feel like a lot of people are used to like the the very baseline health benefits of like what coffee can do for you as right. a person and i actually know a few people who i've met over the past couple of years that have used it to prevent migraines um oh, which okay. is interesting but uh how much validity there is to that i mean i'm just going on their word right. but they swear by it and it works for them so i'm like all right cool yeah coffee it helps you prevent your migraines um right. but what are what are the health benefits of coffee on the skin well, for the caffeine content, um, that help is known over extended use to mm -hmm. help with inflammation okay. and sometimes helps minimize fine lines and wrinkles. Mm -hmm. um, it's not really a particular concern of mine, and I'm not saying that I, I'm not an ancient individual yeah. or getting on that route, but yeah. um, I guess there's that how hyper-focused are you on anti-aging? <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is uh, coffee will keep you young and cure rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> Psoriatic Perfect. arthritis as well, right? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Let's just add it. Uh, no, I mean, it really helps to um, to reduce signs of inflammation okay. over extended use. And, and for me, uh, focusing on using coffee as an ingredient was a benefit because it is a natural exfoliant. Yeah. So I I know that one of the big things for me in the course of all of the products that I do and, and even the packaging and shipping mm -hmm. is trying to figure out ways to keep the, the products and the, the line as a whole as sustainable as possible mm -hmm. so that I'm making minimal impact while I'm still providing Mm -hmm. uh, service in this way. That's great. So that's a good goal. Keeping it in mind with the, um, like the coffee infusions and stuff, it's something that, um, I really love the no waste elements. Mm -hmm. So I know I was showing you the coffee base and the multiple <laughs> uses within one product, even yeah. for the coffee. Mm. Um, so like infusing in the oils and then yeah. draining and, and dehydrating the coffee grounds to reuse them. So making sure that nothing goes to waste in the product. You know, the coffee grounds that infuse the oil, they're not going into the garbage. No. And a lot of that stuff, too, if it's in any excess of used coffee grounds, that goes to the garden. Yeah. And then oh, that's great. Some, of the, uh, some of the plants actually come from the garden. I get rose petals to make rose water um, oh, cool. and do the rose oils in home. Oh, nice. The oils. Um, it, so everything yeah. kind of feeds into every other element and marks that sustainability effort. Wow. So. That's awesome. 
Yeah, you, you've made yourself sustainable. You've also commoditized your surroundings. <laughs> yeah, it's, they go hand in hand. Right. They go hand. That's a fair point. <laughs> That's <guess>. great. <laughs> um, so, it, it's, so, you know, what, obviously, like, what prompted you to get into health products was you wanted healthier, um, you know, beauty products. And I call them health products. You wanted healthier beauty products. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, we got in this conversation because you wanted to add coffee in. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you've learned along the way that's kind of like strengthened your urge to create healthy beauty products or perhaps something that you didn't know before that was kind of like a, I'm on the right course moment? Um, I think something for me, and, and maybe it was more of a personal spin on it, um, aside from the uh, birthing the products out of necessity, mm -hmm. um, for me, while I was going through the process of making these products and testing out new products and, and mm -hmm. formulas, um, I was also doing a lot of work on myself internally for like my mental health mm. and was really exploring a lot of my background to have some more level of awareness for myself yeah. as a mother. So yeah. while I was growing through all these roles of, you know, starting this business and becoming a mom and figuring out, you know, working as a freelancer, I was starting so many different paths and I had to really have some reflection mm -hmm. for how to balance all of it. And then realizing that um, one of the things that I always struggled with when I was younger was accessibility. Mm. So, uh, it, you know, it doesn't take anybody walking into a Sephora or an Ulta or any other beauty store to see, like, some of the price tags on these things are I extreme. Yeah. And not at, at all accessible no. to the, I guess, the, the regular person. Um, so it was something that really balanced it out for me to want to put that back into the product line to make sure that, um, you know, when I was in my early 20s and I was just starting to learn about all these things because nobody ever taught me about this stuff. Mm -hmm. I had to kind of figure it out. And, and I don't really think I started learning more until maybe I was like 23, 24 mm. in, in terms of like how to care for yourself in certain ways or the, I guess the self care movement that's become bigger. Yeah. And as I was getting through that point, it was, you know, I, I can't afford to spend $50 on, you know, an, uh, one and a half ounce or less Absolutely product not. of something, especially if I've never used it before and never tried to. And I never wanted it to be, something where I knew how much struggle I had when I was trying to have this new world open up mm -hmm. and um, thinking of making it more accessible for somebody else who is wanting to learn or is wanting to be interested. Like there's, there's so much gatekeeping with that pricing element that mm -hmm. happens. And then those same things that you're paying through the roof for are not always transparent in what they're adding in. Mm. So kind of cycling back to what we just talked about a minute ago. Yeah. So that was a really big point for me where the first couple of orders that came through, I had some messages that um, initially, I think one of the first messages was like, is this price for like a sample size or, <laughs> mm. and I was like, no, this is for, this is like a full size product. And, yeah. and somebody was like, oh, okay. Like that just, I wasn't sure if the price was off. That's a really good price. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad that this is mm. something that stands out. And, 
Um, I've had a couple people say, you know, this is a great product or depending on what the product is in the line that's ordered. Mm -hmm. um, so getting some of that feedback about the positive use cases. And then um, I've had some people in my circle, I guess, test things out mm -hmm. that are more, I guess, the, like the beauty aficionado style. Mm -hmm. And they use a lot of the higher tier items. And they're like, if I had this on the market are available to me, like I probably would swap out a lot of products oh, good. for this. So that was really encouraging to me to let me know that, hey, I'm putting together a solid product because, um, you know, I don't have a formal science background or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then learning more in terms of the actual formulations and the studies that I've had to do into the science of making sure that, you know, one oil or essential oil is not going to counteract with one or the oils that can can't be used because they might cause photosensitivity or what have you. Um, seeing how those things interact with the body and strengthening my knowledge on that, that's been beneficial to me to, to learn with how many scare tactics, I guess, are sometimes used yeah. in that industry. Yeah. Um, and, and it bleeds into food. It's just the, I guess, some of the scare tactics used in the all-natural yeah. movement. Um, like people freaking out about some of the chemical names and it's like, oh, you know, citric acid or, okay, well that might be, you know, a, a particular vitamin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, but okay. when people don't know the scientific names and, and, you know, instead of looking some things up and see the intimidation things, they just assume yeah. what that, um, that one that's prevalent is if you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't be using it. Like that's, that's not how it works. No. Well, <laughs> like, because hi, I'm some, science. Yeah, I yeah. didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Because if you put the scientific name for like a blueberry, you know, like mm -hmm. the genus and species rather than right. blueberry, some people would probably go, uh-uh, right. not using it. No, um, it's like caffeine is a pesticide. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's that not how it works. Like, you've got to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Lavender can be a pest deterrent. That is true. We're using natural pesticides. And there are yeah. different strains of, of lavender that yep. can benefit. So, like, everything has a different background yeah. that it, when you really tap into it. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's worth looking into. Yeah. Well, um, you said you don't have, uh, like classical science background mm -hmm. and sure. Fine. Um, <laughs> you, you do, however, now have some experience in the beauty product industry. Mm -hmm. Um, you have experience in marketing and you have experience in food mm -hmm. and you're using things that people can eat mm -hmm. to make things that people can put on their skin. Mm -hmm. Give give us a little bit of like uh, like like a reader's digest version of like your background. You know, like from food to marketing okay. to <laughs> if you could. Um, if it's not possible, just talk for a while. And I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, my my background in a lot of ways has bounced around quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't have a, you know a traditional schooling background. I was coming from an environment, you know, my home life growing up was not that great. Mm -hmm. And I was under um, certain controls from my, my mom, which I had some difficulty breaking away. And because of that, I had a lot of struggles going the more traditional routes of, um, you know, college classes and all this stuff like that. So my focus for a while was on just working and saving so mm -hmm. that I could build up my own resources and get on my own. Mm -hmm. So in those realms of things, I mean, I worked in 
like clothing retail. I think I worked for Ann Taylor Law for a little while. And, oh, nice. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Got on the snazzy end of things. Yeah. Um, I worked for several cafes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> okay. I, having bounced around multiple states, too, like yeah. that, uh, I never really was one to root myself to one place very long. Mm-hmm. And in the same token, I, I approached every different position professionally um, with the knowledge that I was going into expand my knowledge. Mm-hmm. It, it was not something where um, it was ever necessarily, I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. But it was, um, I'm here, I'm going to do the absolute best that I can. Mm-hmm. And um, how can I make sure that I'm bettering myself in the meantime for, for the next step, whatever that is. Mm. So um, went through women's retail, went through working in cafes. I worked for a few caterers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was through school and uh, culinary school i went uh, through a phase where i was a head pastry chef yeah for a little while mm-hmm. and then i came to new york and i know we worked together for a little while yes and, we did um did some merchandising yeah, yeah. <laughs> merchandising and retail sales and, yep. and digital retail work and, oh the best um the best times yeah and i, I grew more of my marketing experience there mm-hmm. um, i've worked in tech Mm-hmm. For, as a marketer yep. in, in technology. So doing all those different things, uh, it, it's given me a very wide range of perspective in how to approach people. Mm. So, I mean, I started out, I think, if it, in every position that I've held, even in retail or non-technical marketing, mm-hmm. I've been doing marketing in some way or another for like 18 years. And, um, I mean, that started out as a kid trying to break out of my anxiety, scheduling gigs and making posters for bands at the kids at the high school. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's all been one giant social experiment, I guess, in some way. <laughs> so you're a how social well guinea pig in? and an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. how, how well can I blend in? <laughs> well, you're blending pretty well. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're doing a good job. Doing a good job. Yeah, I That's mean, great. you have to be good, doing a good job. This place is great. Just to, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna add a visual for people. Nice yard. Great pool. We were listening to Drizzy earlier. Yeah. You know, classic suburban kitchen. I'm not going to say whether it's messy or clean. I'll let the viewers decide based on what their definition of a classic suburban kitchen looks like. <laughs> Everyone has a different one. Don't even try to explain it. Don't even worry. <laughs> well, it is funny. I have a toddler, but it's still significantly neater than the perspective that someone has. Oh my gosh. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I've walked in some dirty kitchens. Um, no, and that one, well, I just made coffee in it. So right. now it's like 20% dirtier. I'm going with 20% is my, like, that's my, my um, bar that I'm using for everything. That's my yeah. gauge today. Yeah. Things only go up in increments of 20 today. I mean, for cleaning, we're, we're pretty clean. And oh, no, like, no, no. Aaron yeah, and I both I, have worked in food service. I just wanted so to make the joke because. standards. He, he gives me jokes because I still use the, the labels yeah. on stuff. Oh, when my it's just about, I've got a Sharpie yeah. in the drawer. I, I, I felt the need to make the joke because no matter who anyone is or how immaculate something is, like there's, there's people there's who somebody. like, that, well, there's people who are like, they're like, you know, 
oh, you surprised me. My house is a mess. And they open it up and there's like a crumb somewhere. Yeah. And there are people like, oh, you surprised me. My house is a mess. And they open it up and it's an episode of Hoarders. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and you're like, what's clean look like here? very wide-ranging <laughs> definition. Yeah, and for, on the person. <laughs> for both of those, I think I would ask the same question. I'd be like, what does clean look like? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so you're a... You're relatively newer, I, I would say, to some of the coffee experiences that we've been going through mm -hmm. with the Upstate Coffee Collective and with our coffee community. Um, what was your first impression when you got this coffee? The, we gave you the all-day 80K to work mm -hmm. with. What was your first impression when you had that coffee to work with versus maybe some other coffee experiences you had had? Um, I was really excited when I got the package in and um, it took me I think a couple of days to to get started on some of the projects since I did soaps and stuff with it yeah um, but it I think out of the bag it was actually a little bit different texture wise even after I ground it mm -hmm. and I noticed because um, just with the mixing with oils and stuff like the infusions or yeah. doing the um, the scrub bases uh, this very strong smell i yeah. know sometimes even when i do the soaps or the infusions the smell fades away mm -hmm. um so it was nice to pick up some of those notes still yeah um, I'm, I'm plotting well Matt because and like myself. i say it no it's <laughs> and I, everybody i think it's a, a good blend i mean i Thank did you. i did make a cup of coffee while i was having oh yeah <laughs> what'd you think <laughs> i liked it did you make it in the keurig uh no okay i used, Thank to, God. I used the french press all right <laughs> How was that? Because I knew you would kill me if I did. I wouldn't kill you. I wouldn't kill you. I would just let you believe in that thought that I might kill you. Yeah. For using it. I'd be like, I'm not mad. And just walk away. <laughs> um, so, so you made it in the French no, press. I, used to, I did use the French press. That's and, good. Um, and part of that being, too, just the convenience factor. Ours is a little smaller, so single serve. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I did notice the... the aromas from the cup standing through in some of the soaps and processing. Mm -hmm. uh, I know some of the scents sometimes override each. I, I noticed the can. big difference. I've used coffee grounds in soap before, uh -huh. and I could even grab one of the bars to show you the difference in like the granules holding their shape. Oh. Some of the processing that I've done before, it's almost like almost like the coffee is more of like a milk powder consistency where it just yeah. melts into the rest of the blade, the base and yep. it just colors Becomes the rest of the base. Becomes this brown yeah. thing. Yeah. So I've, I've done that before with a yeah, this is great. certain coffee brand that you and I have discussed prior. Yes. Um, that so. pretty much only roasts dark. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no names need be mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've I've used theirs, and I, I go through, you know, to get to to this bar of soap. Yeah. Is a process. You know, I've gone through five or six iterations before I get to this to see what works and to yeah. test it out. And the I think the first two batches that I did with the other one. I, I was like, am I doing something wrong here? Like, what's going on? Like, this shouldn't be happening. The coloration shouldn't be bleeding into the base that I'm using. Like, yeah. And I, I was like, okay, it's back to the drawing board. And I kept running into that where I was like, mm. something's, am I missing a step? Or am I, am I heating this too high? Or is the temperature too low when I'm working with it? Mm. And then paying attention to... For the soaps in, in particular, the, the temperature is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And then when it sets afterwards, because sometimes the moisture will seep out of the bar as it sets 
to oh, here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's it's it's a curing time is what it is. Okay. So the curing time a lot of, a lot. Um, Do you have a technical like, definition for curing for anyone who might have just heard that for the first time um, in regards to soap? I, I don't know if it's the technical version, but the, the, the basic okay. would be the moisture that is in the bar of soap yep. when you're making the soap bar mm -hmm. has to go somewhere. So it evaporates into the air. So when you Because first, you kind of have like a sitting forming phase. Right. Yeah. And, and the forming phase is um, just past the forming phase is the curing phase, which mm. is making sure that the bar of soap or the shape of soap, whatever shape it is. Yes. Um, stays solid yes. that it doesn't fall apart that it's not gummy or yeah. like that the texture holds so yeah. um that's usually what i found works best is usually like a two-week process where mm -hmm. um my husband will poke fun at me because i will have like the baking sheets like mm -hmm. the racks yeah out with like paper towels with the soap bars <laughs> sitting on everything so that everything absorbs <laughs> And it's, it, it's it like probably looks with, funny. Yeah, it, it's funny. Probably smells it, good. It smells really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> okay. As well, as long as the additives are pleasant, it smells good. Because oh, I good. ran into like two batches that were just like, oh my god. Are they bad at? What <laughs> did you? What happened? There was. It, I think it was the second batch with that particular coffee, and oh. I think something was um, was overheated. I oh. think the coffee, like in the in the Oof. process the temperature was too high okay. when I did the blend. Yeah. So it was almost like, um, because it hadn't set yet, uh -huh. you know, you've got everything and it's in a liquid form and mm -hmm. then you put it into the mold mm -hmm. and it sets in the mold. Mm -hmm. So when it was still liquid, um, the base that I was using, I think it was like a Shea cocoa butter base. It hadn't completely melted. So I was trying to keep the grounds in, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. the grounds were basically sitting on the double boiler, like over roasting. Oh my God. Well, while everything else melted, <laughs> to be fair, so just like you didn't do anything the wrong. The coffee was already <laughs> over roasted when it arrived. I've seen that coffee. I've handled it many times with my bare hands Yeah, and it is over roasted. In fact, it is burnt. Yeah. It makes me and feel it, a little bit better. When you take something that's burnt and then try to make something that requires any amount of, mm. you know, exothermic or endothermic reaction, it's not going to be a pleasant time. Right. Yeah. Well, and I've noticed too, because I went through, there was another iteration where I did not try to put the coffee directly into the base. I tried to infuse a base mm. and then use that base so that there were no grounds like this. Yeah. Because I was trying to figure out a, how to get this in there without overheating and without burning ah. everything. Um, and I was seeing like, okay, am I just, I'm, maybe I'm missing something completely. Mm -hmm. So even with that particular coffee, mm -hmm. infusing the base mm -hmm. and then trying to use the base, mm -hmm. it just, it turned like the base went rancid. Ugh. And I was like, oh, this is Oof. great. Can't use that. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's, it's probably one of the few rounds of times where stuff has actually ended up getting thrown out. Pfft. Like. It, it doesn't happen very often. No. But that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I'm, I'm a person, too, where I'm like, can I save it? Can I save it? Oh, and I was no. like, nope, this is, <laughs> nope, we're triaging this into the garbage. Just okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so if it doesn't go into the garbage, it comes out as this beautiful bar of soap. Yes. That I, I believe uh, I'm going to have to either purchase one of those or just take a bag home with me yeah. um, because one, they look awesome. They're like speckled. They've got like, they look like these little uh, coffee milk soap galaxies. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, in the process of making these, mm. can you, 
can you run me through the general step by step of it? Like for anybody who knows no nothing about how to make soap, what's sure. what's like from step A to step B to step C? Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's different methods depending on your approach. If mm-hmm. you're trying to uh, do like an easy process, I mean, a lot of places have like melt and pour bases, ah. um, which really make it easier for first time makers. Okay. Um, there's a lot less involved. Um, I don't do anything with like lye or anything like that, which is the traditional soap making route. Yeah. Um, yeah, I made the Tyler Durden joke earlier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't do that here. No, no. <laughs> you're not you're not secretly yeah. making explosives while also yeah. making soap. I mean, okay. keep it on the down low. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the suburban mom, remember? That's that's my cover now. That's my life now, remember? It's a great cover. It's a really good cover. Okay, so um so there's so the what's your step bases. One? Um I usually will get in the base of either Shea butter, cocoa butter, okay. or like mango butter. Mm-hmm. Those are usually bricks. Um, if you want to, I can show you one of those yeah. later. Um, but they're they're usually brick elements, similar to, to this. You, you know, you cut them up. Yeah. Depending on your ratio, if it's uh, you know 100% shea butter or blend, you throw what you need to. I use a double boiler, mm-hmm. and I just get it hot enough where it's it's not to the point of boiling or anything like that. I just k- try to keep it at a steady low temperature. It's almost like if, I mean, I know you are slightly more familiar with it, but if there's anybody listening that might get it, it's like dealing with melting chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, use a double boiler. You never want it to boil. You're always like yep. stirring it to make sure that it doesn't burn on the metal. Well, I'm sure some people, like, I'm sure most people understand what a double boiler is because they've probably seen someone put, like, a mason jar in yeah. a pot of water, bring it to a boil, and whatever's right. in the mason jar they can stir up and, right. you know, kind of get it to break up. Honey very often is dealt with that way yeah for this one i use it's like a a pan insert okay um and i use it over a a pot of water Um, and i just use the dedicated spatula for the the products yeah for each butter right respectively yep yeah and i keep everything are they different color handles no. Oh, because <laughs> oh, you have a label maker. I do. Oh, <laughs> I was really hoping for color coding. <laughs> this is, this is, well, I, I my childlike brain wanted like, orange and blue and red. I, I do have smaller spatulas okay. when I'm making products, and I actually do have those color coded. Oh, okay, nice. My, my left, right brain. That See? makes me very happy. There we go. Like you saw my, you got my, a little folder, left, you got document, a little right. my folder documentation system yes. and everything. I bet But then very, very colorful happy. folders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 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 we do the the double boiler process. Okay. Um, I when we've got I'm making this boiled, we've got this kind of mixed when up. I'm making the these, I'm using a rectangular mold, so a large okay. mold. Big um, pan. It's um, kind of like a two by four. Okay. Yes. Oh, a little two by yeah, four pan. It's a little, okay. Yeah, it's, it's like a I guess like a bread loaf pan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's um, it's a silicone mold and it's housed with yeah. a wooden thing just to you're keep really bringing the straight. pastry chef into this thing it. yeah this is <laughs> you're just like, I can't help it. yeah it's just the background the came back like, that's the thing i love it i don't know okay um yeah i can't help it um <laughs> and it doesn't help sometimes where i know that you understand the food thing so i'm of like course. i'm not even thinking about yeah, it yeah, yeah. But, you know here we are conversing yeah um so that pan <laughs> is cased in the wooden holder to make okay. sure that the silicone doesn't bend or oh, warp yeah. as it sets. So it keeps the, the structure of the mold. Because um, sometimes, depending on the temperature, um, it, it does. Yeah, I was going to say, what's know, your temperature range shift. on that? 
Um, I haven't really. If any of these questions are a proprietary <laughs> thing, by the way, you don't have to answer them. I don't know um, anything about making soap, so I might ask a question where you're like, I have Pinterest my own probably. technique. Yeah, somebody can yeah. probably find a, a gauge on Pinterest okay. or, something, or on Google. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess part of it, part of it's sure proprietary. Part of it is I'm like after the first right two times, I was just like yeah. eyeballing it because okay. I, I have gotten to the point in most things where I can tell anybody who just does like a lot of cooking or a lot of baking. Yeah. You, I was going to say once again, point. bringing the pastry chef to the table. Yeah. <laughs> so you can eyeball those things. Yeah. So even with bartending, I've noticed like, yes. you know, my old like bartending experience and having to pour a thousand mixed drinks you, or, you, you know, see, you however know many thousand wine glasses, like an understanding how water right. sits. At, yeah. Yeah, and with this, it's like uh, even with the the temperature, like I I think the first two times until I could figure out the formulation correctly mm -hmm. and the the method for working with it, I I think knowing the melting points helps. But you know, you, you don't always need a candy thermometer on the side of the pot. Like once mm -hmm. you've done it a few times, you can see like okay, it's it's getting to the point where in you know two minutes it's probably going to start boiling or something. Yeah. I'll pull it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I pull it off the stove. Mm -hmm. And then I, I usually wait a couple minutes just to let it cool. Because oh. um, sometimes if you if you pour the base too hot, yeah. I notice it bubbles a lot more on the bottom. Does that create um, like air pockets in the soap? It does. Oh. Um, and it, it's, you don't a want that. Thing, it's a weird thing you wouldn't think of because it's all liquid at that yeah. time. But it, it does sit differently. Yeah. Um, so I will let it cool just a little bit. And um, I usually like almost like the coffee tampers, like smack it on the counter a couple times oh, or whatever, yeah. just to even things out uh -huh. and, you know, clean up the sides. And then, um, that mold, I'll usually let the mold sit for four to five days. Okay. Um, just with the thickness of it to make sure that it cures all the way through in the mold. Mm, Cause the middle cures last. Right. Okay. Just, just like, with baking, I'm, yeah, again, I'm kind of like you. You have to. I'm using cake. a little bit of that as like a gauge, but I'm not sure. That's <laughs> yeah. So like, okay. it, it, I guess like the baking reference, you don't want it to be like doughy in the center. No, -uh. like you want it to set all the way through. And you it, don't want someone to like crack open a mm -hmm. bar of soap out of this thing yeah. and then it just pours I mean, on their body. Depending yeah. on the base, like I've noticed for like cocoa butter and shea butter, are a little different than like mango butter. The shea is the easiest for me to work with. Yeah. Uh, co um, the cocoa butter and the mango butter I've noticed um, before like I'll let it sit a couple of extra days in the mold because really mm -hmm. like the longer that it sits it's not going to hurt anything it's is that just making it, sure that it's centered is that because, because it I has wanna, a higher moisture content yeah like okay. I don't want to I don't want to flip this thing out and yeah. go to cut it into these little bricks mm -hmm. and you know pull soap out on the thing because it's oh, not yeah, set like yeah and then it's a waste it's a of soap of, like Fin, you know, and then you got an ugly bar. on things. Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh, like, yeah. Nobody wants to get, a, I mean, maybe somebody does want to get a soap bar with like half of my handprint on the side. If you would like a bar of soap <laughs> with half of a handprint. You can send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> However. Special code on the website. Have hands, yeah. will soap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little guarded on that. Like, it's not like anybody, you know, I don't have anything know, fingerprint just, ID know, or I'm anything kidding, like that. I'm, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, and I, part of that being because I do use the paper wrapping yeah. for, for the labels. I okay. don't want the moisture to seep in. So I'll make sure that the, the molds have set in the silicone mold mm -hmm. first. And then I will measure by mm -hmm. ounce that I need. I will cut appropriately. Mm-hmm. 
And then after I've cut, I will, again, let it sit out for like the two-week time period just for mm. the moisture to fully seep out. So full time frame, start to finish. Full time frame. Batch of soap. Full time frame, one of these batches of soaps takes about three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. How much soap does that make? Well, for for these, like these are the batches, but for the 10 ounce ones, that was like four bars. That's a, that's a full batch right there. Yeah. So, and then for so these. That's the, actually these a lot get, of soap. These get more because they're smaller. Oh, okay. These are 10 ounce and these are five ounce. Do these cure faster too? Because they're smaller? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I will usually still let them sit out uh, at least a, a week and check them okay. after the week time period. Okay. But, you know, just to be safe, if they sit out for the full two weeks, it's not going to hurt anything on my end. Yeah. Um, I mean, these... These look I like did, a classic bar of soap. I these the look like um, my reference uh, point for them right now because I, I constantly get the ads with the guys with the beard who are yelling at me to use uh, Dr. Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why are you still using regular soap? <laughs> you got to use Dr. Squatch. That's like, that's their thing. Like they, they get on camera and they're like, yeah. you're a dingus. I'm I can't believe you're still using regular soap. <laughs> you sure? Because it... It's kind of, I'm it's almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> like I mean, it is I, made with love and swearing, so if it will help yeah. to swear at somebody. Oh, or yeah, like just be yell, like, buy my fucking like, soap. I'm giving you hard love, damn it. Yeah, you know it would be great? Your ads should just, they should be, uh, they should be you offering up the soap, but like blooper takes, and then every time you like make a mistake, you swear, and it's just a beep, and that's the whole commercial. It's just you getting out like part of a fact yeah. about the soap, and then damn like it. swearing, and it's just boop. <laughs> And like the last bit is just like you go to say something and you hold up soap and then you're just like, and like it's just Bee! and then it says made with love and swearing, uh, which by the way, <laughs> I'm going to actually, I'm inputting that right now to feed that to my marketing department. Good. Hey, marketing department, keep this in mind. Okay. That sounds great. That's great. Cause, cause it's a one. Is that how show. that works? It's a, it's all me. Do you have those meetings? That's, that's all me. <laughs> I think I've seen you have those meetings before. I have. Those <laughs> I think I've seen you do that before. When, when we worked when together, we worked you together. would go like this. Yeah. And then you go like this. That's yeah, what you were doing. That was what I was oh, doing. Oh, wow. All the time. So I'm like, okay, this is, I have to figure out a way to do this. Shit. Is this a good idea? Like, I guess I have to make this work. How do I make, okay. Is this feasible? <laughs> Are you wait? Are we sure that this is feasible? Because I, I don't know. Like, well, it might be, but what happens if this happens? Okay, well, counter. I can tell this that you've done this so many times <laughs> because you're like you're looking in a very specific yes. direction every yes. time. <laughs> oh my god! So <laughs> is that? I I hate using that devil's advocate thing now, but it's like that internal tree yeah. of just like. If you've ever seen Sherlock on BBC when he's like yeah. following the grid, like that's the way my brain works sometimes. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it Very sometimes goes too mind. far. Yeah. Sometimes goes too far. <laughs> All right. Sometimes I fall down the rabbit hole. <laughs> sometimes my husband is like, you've been in here for like eight minutes, just solid, like just talking about this, like to yourself. what are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. Well, and then eventually you just go, I don't know, like, and yeah, yeah maybe yeah. love and swearing. I don't know why I beat myself out because we can swear on the podcast. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I don't know why I just censor myself. I like, I have the, like the cursing element of a Mormon within me, you know, like, I don't know where it comes from and it gets worse with age. I beat myself out. Oh my I, gosh. Like I actually say the word in my head and don't say it out loud. I don't know why. 
I, but well, anyway, as a, a mom now with the, with the toddler running around, yeah. like we've had to find, you know, I'm, I've never been one to stray away from swearing. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a form of the language. I'm it's on totally your mug. Fine with it. Like, I love it. You yes. have the vocabulary on my mug. of a well-educated sailor. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not afraid to use it, but I have had to find substitutions. So, yeah. like, I don't know how many times I've had to do, like, oh, fridge or front door. Like, it's, what, like, the good place? Has he yelled TV fridge? Show. No. Oh. He's he's repeating some things, but fortunately not any of the bad things. No fridge. <laughs> okay, great. He knows what things are, but okay. we don't, I mean, we, we're actually amazingly aware around him of the swearing. Yeah. Like usually we are, I think, in before we had a child, we weren't necessarily that aware in public situations, but now, like, the awareness is... We're like, <laughs> can't set that example. Yes. Well, it's good that you have that filter, you know? When he's older, if he wants to swear, then So the company's kind of your safe place to <laughs> yes. swear, which is yes. why it's made with love and swearing. Yes. Which I love the name. And I, the thing that I love more than the name, and I'm going to give you a really nice compliment here, is the, the M-W-L-A-S mm-hmm. is like such a... I don't want to say postmodern at the risk of being <laughs> kitschy with this, but okay. like it is, it is a modern to postmodern abbreviation, mm-hmm. you know, just this lovely little thing where only the people who grew up with like learning LOL, LMAO, <laughs> ROFL, like all of these abbreviations, you know, TLDR, all of the abbreviations that we have on, you know, Reddit forums and the internet, right. and, like our culture for our group and younger, um, MWLAS was like I was like MWLAS and then I was like May we love and swearing that's dope <laughs> like and then just moved on because my brain stores it nice. because it's like that's an abbreviation we store those now right. we know those so when someone <laughs> types it into a group chat we don't go hey guys what's what's uh, T-I-L mean you right. know like and it's like today I learned and it's like yeah no I'm trying to figure out what that means <laughs> <laughs> like, like, t- I have I have experienced that multiple times with T-I-L yeah, with, with some of the, the verbiage. Today I learned what T-I-L means. Yeah, some of the verbiage and some of the, the terms used or whatever. We had we had this conversation, my husband and I, uh, about a month ago. He was working and he came across somebody who said like something with like yeet or something. Yeet? And he, yeah, he like, was like, what the that. hell does that mean? What? You didn't know what and yeet was? He didn't know. Which is funny because he's two years younger than me. Yeah. So he actually, he comes to me and he's like, what does this mean? <laughs> He's like, you're the one that's on the internet. You're the one that knows all this stuff. Like, what does this mean? And I'm like, am I the dictionary here? Like, what the hell's going on? It's, I'm the I'm the tap on the outer world. It's house. never going to stop. <laughs> Slang is here to stay. Yeah. And, and I mean, to go away and then come back later, you know, like yeah. slang goes through cycles. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, go, we'll come back around to like ROFL someday will be like huge and people like will have a lot of people will have forgotten and like some old dude will be like it means rolling what was it again sure thing grandpa (laughs) I'm rolling on the floor laughing and they're like okay that's not what it is grandpa that can't be and then that is what it is that's what it is how is that a real thing oh that's a real real thing thing. we made it up (laughs) you zoomers that makes me really happy to hear that approach with the name of it i mean it wasn't i don't want to say it wasn't a huge thought of it but like the initially it was 
the you know the whole made with love thing and uh, and I've seen made with love made with love made with love all over all these handmade stuff all over and I'm like well that's you've been spending cute. a lot of time in Hobby Lobby. Uh, no, <laughs> definitely not Hobby Lobby. No? I cannot support Hobby just Lobby. Just the Chrissy the Teigen section of Target? What? Oh just <laughs> well, Pinterest. I mean, Pinterest. Oh, is so the Chrissy thing. Teigen section of Target. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, um, what is that? The with joy. Oh my god. Is that her so, thing? Like, I don't know. I'm just I, making like references the, at this point. The big suburban white mom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With joy. <laughs> so. Um, like that's a, the that's a huge thing. Wood and the burned, scene, wood burned. Yeah, like people doing the handmade stuff the and they do the the made with love. There, there are even people selling stamps that you can customize. Yeah. that you know, made with love by, and you get your customization for your names. And I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's something cute, but it's a little too like kitschy and like cute. It's idealistic. It's not real. And like, like it's great. It's, it's fun. Real. But like, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's only eighty like, percent. You're keeping it a hundred. Yeah, like with made made with like, love and Are swear. you into cottage core or do you just really secretly want to play D and D? Like, there's a differentiation. In my experience, <laughs> most people secretly want to play D and D. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, I have met so many this. people like, who are like, do you, you know that I've been doing that for like oh, yeah. years and years, right? Okay. You yeah. and I used to to listen to to the stories together on the podcast. Oh so. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Acquisitions Incorporated. Yep. Cool. Yeah, you and I used to listen to that a lot yeah. when we were at work. So. And now I play with two guys in a tattoo shop and we record it and yeah. other people <laughs> listen to it and message us about it. It's great. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw Most those things people. and I was like, this is really cute. This is really great. But this feels too like cookie cutter. Like this is the image of, of the like the hyper positivity thing, whatever. Like I appreciate mm. all of that, but that's not reality. Like that's no. the that's the Instagram versus reality. Yeah. So for me, it's like, okay, like, yeah, I made this thing with love, but the process to get there took made up, me swear took fucking love. <laughs> 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 and I was, I was like along every step of the way when I was figuring stuff out because it was between the research and going like, holy fuck, there's so much that I don't know. And then oh, yeah. getting into the research more and me like, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and expounding upon that and be like, well how the fuck do I do this? How the fuck do I do that? Well, this is really fucking cool, but how can I make this shit work? <laughs> like there was so many oh. different stages and I'm like, the reality of it is it's a multi-step process and it's not just like all of my Made with love, love when I do it. And yeah. I'm not going to do this like blood, sweat and tears thing because it's a natural body product line and that just seems really gross. <laughs> blood, sweat and tears can so, be like your more hardcore yeah. line <laughs> for, for metalheads and stuff. That's the one that I'll, I'll brand and license for hot topic use, right? Oh, like, perfect. <laughs> I mean, if they're still around in five years later. We'll see. We'll re they'll rebrand. It's cool. They'll rebrand. Re oh my god! Lukewarm topic. <laughs> Subject matters of lukewarm interest. Oh, I love it. Perfect. But um, yeah. So the that then it came up with like, well, there was realistically like I'm I'm very technical at times in my yeah. speech, and sometimes I get down that rabbit hole of it, and I'm like, okay, the reality is there was a fuckload of swearing that went into this, so yeah. how can I incorporate? It? And I was like. I'm overthinking this. Made yeah. with love and swearing. And then my husband was like, acronym? Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. like, oh, okay. Because then I went on the roller coaster of, this is too fucking long for no, a name. No, it's not. It's perfect. So. <laughs> no. It's it's just enough letters to make me go, what is that? Right. I, w one more letter, I would have been out. <laughs> I would have been like, nope, too much. <laughs> but, but that was like, because I actually, I think I saw made with because you messaged us mm -hmm. so i saw made with love and swearing 
Made with Love and Swearing before I knew it was you. Right. And I was like... Yeah, I think you guys were doing like a giveaway or something. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll throw in like a beard oil or something if you guys need somebody to throw in. And, and I didn't yeah. even put two and two together that you didn't register. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like... I, like, I seriously read it and I was like, who... Because <laughs> like, like, it pops up as a notification on my phone. I'm like, yeah. What? Who is that? I was like, people are just throwing beard oil in here. I was like, that's got to be Matt. I don't who's know what sending, that is. Yeah. Offering to I thought Matt stuff. was setting something up because he'll do that. He'll like message me. He'll go, we're doing a thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I do things. <laughs> like, that's that's just how it goes. No, I've had a lot of fun with, with the. Oh, that's the dope. Uh, yeah, the little okay. skull like yeah, rock so on. Yeah. yeah so I love that. Because I I like to keep the the irreverent approach to things. Because I'm oh know, my god I, I because life is a cutter. four letter word. Stop yes. it. Is, Stop that it. That is my I'm slogan. Because, I, you, because life is a four letter word. You've won me over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is the ta- have you trademarked that? Um, I'm actually looking into that. Trademark right now. that phrase, yep. please. Yes. I want you to own. I'm, that. I'm in the process of yeah. figuring that out. Don't yeah. let Jeff Bezos get it. Get it before he can. He doesn't know yet. He's in space right now. (laughs) There's no way he can do it. Can he stay there, please? Uh, I think we're all hoping. (laughs) I think we all signed that campaign. (laughs) We're all hoping. Oh, my God. But then there would be an Amazon coup. And I don't know if you've seen those warehouses. They're tiny towns. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been in one? No, I've seen a lot of the backgrounds. To walk across one is like 40 minutes. Seriously? Yeah. I'm not kidding. I walked across one <laughs> and was like, oh my God, <laughs> this place is insane. It's oh bigger. Goodness. If you grew up anywhere near the small town where they said this is a one horse town or a one traffic light town, yeah. the Amazon warehouse is that, is town, that town and <laughs> probably has a population larger. That's a fair point. And slightly more or less educated, depending on where the Amazon... Maybe they set up on top of the town, and then it's just the same educational (laughs) level. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going too far. Um, (laughs) So let's get into into the fun part. Yes. Uh, What's in your mug? What are, you, what are you drinking today? In my mug. This is me just prompting shameless advertising for my friends at this point. You might this have is. to say this for me so I don't butcher it. Say it. The Ethiopia Rogicha? Rogicha. Rogicha. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Ethiopia Rogicha. And this, the Pink Smarties Watermelon Pool Party. Yeah. By Touchy Coffee. <laughs> yes. It was. Yes. As it sat, I will say, like, we when you first brewed this up, yeah. And you were like, tell me what's in it before I show you the bag. Yeah. And my, like, anytime that comes up, especially with, like, anybody who's done with food or a coffee or a beverage tasting, anything like that, you're all, your mind just goes in a thousand Every direction. different directions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I get a little, like, bitterness, a little cacao, a little, but I, I can't quite figure out. And you were yeah. like... Can you think of it though? Like yep. you're like, are you sure? And you were yep. trying to prompt me, but then you showed me the bag with this pink Smarties watermelon, and I was like, how the fuck was I going to be prompted? <laughs> I honestly, it was so but once you said I that, I was like, to, holy shit, yeah. this is. I didn't care what you threw out because, <laughs> but here, so here's the funny thing about that: coffee, much like food, is a language, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a language center for coffee. You mm-hmm. have a flavor wheel that exists in your head, even if it's just two flavors because you've only ever drank two coffees. Right. So, like, when you're drinking it, much like wine, much like whiskey, much like tasting a very complex food, your brain starts taking all of the collective experience that you have or are willing to admit that you have mm-hmm. and 
trying to like extrapolate. It's almost like a dig site with like words buried into the ground. And then like you hit bedrock and you're like, especially like if it's something that you're new to and you, you're like, you're like, we don't know where to go from right. here, but this is, this is, we've, we dug up all the words, man. And then, that was, you know, that was actually probably what happened in my head where I was sifting through, sifting through going every possible flavor. And I was like, well, maybe it ki- I kind of get hints of this. Yeah. There's kind of this, but the fact that you were like, "Are you sure?" I was yeah. like, "Shit, what path am I on here?" Yeah, you're like, like, where am I going? <laughs> but then, once you're prompted, once you much like that, with yeah. wine, much like with whiskey, much like with complex food, yeah. once you're prompted, you're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> those flavors are in there. They're they are actually there. I'm not just imagining them. Right. I just didn't have the words for them before. And coffee's going in a really cool direction. I and this is actually, yeah, yeah, this is roasted uh, by Matt Loicono, who we mentioned on the podcast. I think, um, mm. I think he pays us five dollars a mention. Uh, we talk about him every week. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Matt's, <laughs> Matt's what? Yeah, right. Just say am it again. I, am I supposed to hit a quota? Here? You're in. Uh, no. Um, He's actually, so he's a good friend of ours. I told you I stopped in Troy to grab coffee on the way down here because really nice. I didn't have coffee. It's amazing. He's one of like my favorite roasters and a, just a plethora of knowledge. On top of that, mm-hmm. I just, I have a lot of fun because he was, he was in the weeds. Mm-hmm. Like just to give you the, the full anecdote on this, I walked in, they're slammed mm-hmm. and like, I already know it's going to be a funny interaction because he's slammed and he knows that I respect him enough that I'm not going to like lean on the counter and do anything. I'm just going to get a couple quips in and be on my way. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I get, I get up in line. He's like, what are you doing here? We laugh a little bit. And then I go, I go, yeah, I came in specifically to ask you where on the flavor wheel pool party exists. (laughs) And is it in the pink realm? (laughs) And he, He was like, he was like, He's like, yeah, it's a a pink sticker. (laughs) Does that mean that there's supposed to be like a sea salt kind of essence to this? But chlorine, like what? Well, so the fun (laughs) thing they do is they always they'll put two tasting notes that Mm -hmm. are like actual tasting notes you might be able to pull out of the coffee, depending on your palate, depending on your experience, Mm -hmm. and then they put something fun. So they've had like late nights on there, Mm -hmm. but like that's more so a prompt than it is a flavor right because when you drink specifically beverages right beverages we tend to have a sense memory Mm -hmm. where we relate them to places people and experiences as much as we do you know the flavors that they have Mm -hmm. so like a lot of times coffee kind of needs that prompt like Mm -hmm. you know where would you drink this would you drink this at a pool party i probably would i'll be honest i probably would drink it at a pool party but I would also drink it at a pool party and then point at the bag and say, it says pool party. This is what we're doing. We're doing the thing. I'm corny. I get it. I mean, if you did it as um, like an iced coffee or a cold brew. Oh, yeah. That would be perfect. And I did. I got a cold brew from them. Oh, nice. Or no. Iced coffee. It wasn't cold brew. I got, a, I got an iced coffee from them this morning. Mm-hmm. And that was very nice, too. I do like their branding. The whole. It's very consistent. Oh, you, would, oh, you and That's Felicity me. would get along very well. Uh, she actually runs Superior Merch, the shop that they're in. Uh-huh. And we've had her on the podcast. Oh, nice. And I love her branding, too. The way that I've described <laughs> it is it's so soft. Right. It feels like a hug. I mean, her branding to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Her branding to me feels like a hug. And I don't know if you noticed that, but the little tactile element to the bag, the touchy. It's it's weird. It's so nice. For some reason, my, my brain did think of almost like, like a a very like warm, cuddly sweater kind of element, like a very comfy, cozy. Do you hear that Felicity? (laughs) It's working. 
<laughs> you're um, doing the right thing. You're doing great. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> she really is, though. Um, she, I mean that in the most unconscious. She also would have appreciated our Drizzy listening earlier. She loves drinks. Yes. Yeah, and we have a pool. Yes, so we can drink this coffee. So this is take our a mini dip. pool party. This makes sense. Yes, all of it makes it sense. It works now. very well. It's very cohesive. Mm-hmm. Uh, accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> Most important question of the entire podcast. Yes. What's your jam? What have you been listening to lately? Artist, song, new, um, old, doesn't matter. What's your jam? I think my regular jam is usually Deftones. Yep. Um, I think you've, you've known me I've for known that. that. Yep. Um, big Chino Moreno for, fan right there. Big time. I would just say girl and fan yeah. at the same time right there. <laughs> <laughs> fan. Um I think that's that's my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, another go-to, you know, Dance Gavin Dance. Classic. Um, I've lately been listening to a lot of novelists FR. Oh, I love so novelists. I some reason I got stuck on this where I wasn't listening to a lot of music for a little while, just mm. not being able to do so with my son running yeah. around. But um, somehow I totally missed that they had a new album coming out last uh. year. And I've been listening to it in the last couple weeks, and I've really been enjoying it. So I've been catching up on the new album that they last had, and then their other rest of their discography. They're great. It's a bummer that whoever else from another country that's not France didn't give up their name. (laughs) Because Novelist Novelist FR, FR, I think, will outlast them. Yeah. Yeah. They they already may well have. They probably did. (laughs) But, like, it's just a funny thing. Speaking of trademarks. (laughs) But. Yeah. No, I I really like them. Yeah. Anything in particular um, by Dance Gavin Dance you've been jamming or Deftones? Anything, um, like, specific? Are you delving into certain areas of these bands? I think I have in the past. Yeah. Um, but not not a whole lot. I think I, I go back to like we've got the vinyl player in the house, so like the RX Summer yeah. for Deftones. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The Saturday Night Wrist. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. But um and then we had the artificial selection on the vinyl from the show that we went to. So good. Um so that was that was really What a great good. vinyl. Actually, and it's the gift that keeps giving because that concert that you and I went to with um, with Aaron, uh-huh. um, we all did the VIP, so we yeah. all got an album. So we actually had two, and there was a friend of ours in Connecticut who loves Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, whoa! And we actually gave the vinyl to him. Oh, that's awesome! And he was like, sto- it like made his ear. He was whoa. so happy. So we were like, hey, that's cool. So, that's awesome. Um, the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, I actually <laughs> gave mine to a friend of a friend who was like, He's like, I'm, he said word for word, I'm the biggest Dance Gavin Dance fan. And he like, he didn't know that like I have like lyrics (laughs) tattooed on my ribs or anything. And like, he was just like, he's just like, I'm the biggest Dance Gavin Dance fan. And I didn't even like, you know, like there, there's like that younger version of you, like maybe high school that would like contest that and be like, nah, that's my thing. I'm a bigger fan because it's part of your identity when you're a teenager. It's not part of your identity if you've grown up, Yeah. (laughs) you know? So like, I was just like, you know what? Like, I didn't even skip a beat. I was like, you know what? I got something for you. And I just walked, I gave him the copy and I was like, here, the whole band signed nice. it. Enjoy. And like, passed it off to him. It was like, yeah, have right. a good one. Well, the, um, the flag too, like, Oh, the flag is so I got nice. mine signed. Yeah. And Aaron didn't because we only, we had one signature, but, um, mm-hmm. our, uh, another friend, uh, another former coworker of mine was a big music head. 
and oh. I gave him the flag too. Oh. So we're we're spreading out. Oh, that's directions. great. We're encouraging people to to continue listening to good things. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like we've been across the board with that. We're like you've got the dance gap and dance, and like I've got neutral milk hotel. And yeah, like, uh, kill switch engage and like all these deftones. I we've both got various we've got ink. The stuff. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm getting some new ink pretty mm. soon. Yeah. I've been working out with uh, my tattoo artist and we've been talking about the new ink going on. I think I'm going to get some, some are you getting new ink? I'm going to get some trees. Like so, some like some very, I'm going to keep a little bit of a like nature versus machine theme going for the tattoo. <laughs> Same artist that we've both gone to before? Or? Uh, no, actually Jason Yard, who's oh, a very okay. good friend of mine, old friend from back in like the band days, nice. like playing music. Yeah. And we've just, we've become good friends again, yeah. you know, and it, the topic has come up. He actually, he did this really sick this piece that says sunshine oh on it. whoa yeah yeah it's really cool that's big that yeah, was a big that piece big. <laughs> um my jam just to add to this and then wrap up yes. the podcast uh i have been jamming ella jane i believe is the name um i'll have to double check that and add it to the playlist but ella okay. jane she's like uh very very like there's like a brand of uh, music right now, oh, not brand of music. There's like a style that people are kind of like playing with and everyone's doing their own little twist on it. That's very like Phoebe Bridgers, Billie mm-hmm. Eilish. And there's a few girls who kind of like, um, or a few like young women or whatever, whatever, like whatever they want to call themselves. There's artists out there who are right. embracing that genre and they've been, they've been pretty cool to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I stumbled upon her the other day. And then other than that, um, Sleep Token has a new jam out. And then, of course, my absolute, I think probably my favorite living hip-hop artist right now, Tyler, the Creator, it, his new album. I don't know. Did you hear it? I haven't heard it it's yet. It's the mixtape he never got to make. And he <laughs> finally made it. And it's like, and he released it as an album. I'll it's so good. It came out of nowhere. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened to a ton of um, hip-hop recently. I know we had jersey playing mm-hmm. but um for a hot minute i think the only newer hip-hop thing that i listened to was a uh, little nas x's new oh yeah drop off yeah which, which was good yeah he's good i like him yeah i i knew nothing about him until <laughs> uh the the song call me by your name right mm-hmm. i knew nothing about him until yeah. that and then when that dropped i was like like there you couldn't avoid people talking about it so i was yeah. just like cool let's look it up yeah. and i and then i was like Yep, I like him. Yeah. That's it, and that's where I'm. That's where I'm at so far. Yeah, but yeah, I appreciate the uh, uh, people that are usually the unapologetic, but in the positive ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> progressive unapologetic. Yeah. <laughs> we can label it that. Yeah, we can label it that. That works. That's awesome. Where can people who listen to this podcast and want to buy this awesome face scrub, which I am currently reapplying <laughs> to my face? Um, where can they buy this? this um, it smells delicious, by the so way. So I do sell on Etsy, uh, but I have a website for mwlas.com, mm-hmm. and that will take you anywhere within the sites that um, will direct you to the Etsy store that will also give you more information about sustainable initiatives that I'm using within the product line and within the business. Yep. Um, all the information is there at mwlas.com. Yep. And to back up what we said earlier, I did, in fact, just put some of this in my mouth. And it's not bad. Yeah. (laughs) 
I wouldn't recommend it for your midnight snack, but if you get a little in your mouth, it's not a big deal. <laughs> okay, just a tiny bit. Just a little bit. I, I love it. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Yes. High fives. High fives. <laughs>